Shout out my girl Marissa for keeping a nigga fresh, you dig? I'm shouting out Marissa Mendez right now. She knew me for like 10 years. And Marissa, yeah, she was right on the money. Marissa, Marissa Mendez is here. Oh, oh shit. Damn. Marissa. This is Marissa right here. This is the reason why I'm flyer than all you niggas. <laughs> Thanks, too. You understand? This is my dude. This is Marissa, man. It's Taylor Gang and Don. We don't even got to say shit because Marissa explains it all. And you do know that. Hello, welcome to a new episode of Marissa Explains It All. It is I, Marissa Mendez. And it is me, perhaps, maybe, Joyce. Um, amazing news for our MEIA mob who listens to us every week on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud.com, slash MEIA Podcast, and Dash Radio. We will be back in the studio at Dash ASAP. I don't know, I couldn't understand that, like if it means like next week or soon, but... I mean, they said start of March, and this is the last week of February, so, so hopefully soon. Yes, and then that means we'll be back to video, we'll be back to promo clips, we'll be back to all the things that you guys know and love, because I haven't posted a promo clip in a long time on my timeline, and I can't wait to do that. Yeah, me too. Um. So, did we record last week? I f- what happened? We recorded last Sunday, but not on oh. Tuesday because we were late for a week. We okay. were fucking up, guys. We are. So it covered two weeks of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. we haven't spoke to you guys in a while. So obviously, then to start off, first and foremost, I have to say rest in peace to Pop Smoke because that whole situation is beyond tragic. Um, I know we spoke briefly before the show, and you said you weren't super familiar with all the details of the case. Yeah, I just you know saw that he had passed and I had wasn't really familiar with his music or really that anything much about, about him. him. Not, okay. not too much. Did you know the one song though, Welcome to the Party? Yes. Okay, I knew that song too. Um I wasn't a huge like I wasn't hugely tapped into him either, mm-hmm. so I wasn't really following the career. And then the most that we've talked about him on the show What's is the, the few weeks prior about the car that he allegedly stole a Rolls Royce from LA and transported it to New York. Um and uh, then he went on Angie Martinez's show and maintained his innocence. And then weeks after this, so apparently he was renting a home in L.A., Airbnb or whatever the case. And um, he was out here for a few weeks or however long to finish up recording and just kind of get in a different zone. A lot of times artists will do that or labels will even do that. And they'll just put their artists up in the house for new creativity in a different city. And oftentimes... It is L.A. There's a lot of artists that come here just to record their albums and stuff. Um, I don't want to say he was definitely recording an album because he actually literally just dropped a project on February 7th. Meet oh, the really? Woo. Yeah, Meet the Woo Volume oh, 2. Shit. And the reason he had... Well, regardless, he was getting gift bags because he's an artist, but they were saying specifically the reason why the Amiri gift bag that he posted that ended up having his address and ultimately was his downfall was sent to him because the album that we premiered at number seven on the Billboard 200. So it was a celebratory week. It was Shit. celebratory stuff. and um, Was it his first album? It was not. Well, I, I guess it was his first project while he's experiencing commercial success because okay. he had put out Meet the Woo, which is obviously volume one of this series. And I do believe that's where Welcome to the Party was. So there is a, you know, I yeah. think that that led him into the game and this was now that, but I still don't believe this was an album. I do believe this was a mixtape as well. Okay. And, but I think they were getting into the next phase, which would have been album. The rollout. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, I mean, you guys know, as I'm assuming as much as most of us do, he was... 
in the home at, um, it was like four o'clock, four thirty in the morning. Um, and they locked the doors. They said 10 minutes after pop and whomever else he was running the house with locked, deadbolted the front doors. They did. They locked, they deadbolted uh-huh. the front door. Four men came through the back and, um, Shit. what it appeared to be was the night, that same night, um, pop smoke had posted video from inside the house, um, gift bags that were sent to him. And it said Pop Smoke and it said his actual, the actual address of the house that he was staying at. And it wasn't just him, his best friend, Mike, who, um, I looked, I, you know, it seems like he travels everywhere with him and, you know, is his right hand man. That's the one that the Instagram detectives were like pointing out. Oh yeah, he must have did a setup. I know. That I saw it. I I was like, this is so fucked up. This man is grieving too, bro. And it was so fresh, like. Yeah. And y'all just know everything, huh? But, um, so Mike had also posted, um. It was like a swipe, I guess, from what I gathered initially. And it had the Zillow um, screenshot of the home, I guess, to kind of stunt back home to his friends. Like, look at how expensive the house that we're staying in. Why would in. he do that? And he had covered most of it, but it did say 2033 or whatever the actual oh, house number was. And that's was. the only house number but in But people Beverly said if you Hills. Google 2033 Beverly Hills, it would come up immediately. Um, but again, it wasn't just Mike. Obviously, Pop Smoke did that. Now, the issue with the Pop Smoke thing, he caught it when he put it on Instagram stories and pulled it down. But it looks like what he did was when a lot of times, like, you know, when you're connected to Facebook, Facebook and Instagram it looks like he sent it to Facebook too and that remained up and even and I and I want to say probably like the creepiest thing about social media these days is now when you find when you wake up in the morning and you do find out someone passed you still can see what the fuck they were doing in the last yeah, hours I saw that and so in that moment you know obviously I'm writing for double XL so I'm doing my research and stuff and that remained up past his death on Facebook for those 24 hours that story was there um and yeah, and so. But they didn't. The, I, from what I understand, like nobody took anything. No right? one took so anything. So it was just like a hit. An actual hit, and they didn't hurt anyone wow. else in the house. They just got him. Um, what the fuck? Definitely some and super. He was only shit. twenty years old. Twenty, 20 uh, years old. Twelve, I say twenty zero. Yeah, twenty years old. Like, and then, um, yeah, it was just crazy. Wow. And then, um, I don't know how much of this I'm allowed to say, so I guess I'll just leave out artist names or whatever, but, um, he was working, like, his management works with a lot of other major artists as well, and I was in the studio with a couple of the team, um, the other day, obviously following his passing, and the night before he passed, they were all in the studio with another major, major artist and another major, major artist. Pop was not there, but the management team was. And major artist A said to major artist B, yo, bro, you know what the name of your next album should be? And they, and like the whole room loved it, decided on it, hugged it, whatever. Fucking, the album name was Pop Is Dead. Like, pop music, but... Oh, shit! Exactly. The night before, they hugged on it. They were like, yo, this is it. Oh, my God. It kind of went God. with the, the, the artist who whose album it would be. It went with the previous title of his last album. Like, it was, like, a good part of the... It, it all made sense, but yeah. And um, that same night, something else in that same vein happened with that same group of people. Like a eerie... Yeah, like a weird coincidence of saying something. Like, wow. speaking things into existence. And this is completely unrelated, but just in a weird thing of, like, watch your words and stuff. Zom- uh, Mike Zombie, my roommate, and obviously former MEIA co-host, um, his Instagram got hacked. And 
the last and and the person deleted it this is where we're going on like three weeks now i think and mike has still not regained control of his account it's still gone it's still deleted y'all don't know anyone on instagram i don't know anyone i connected him with like jamal to try to connect so he's still trying but as of right now nothing um but his last post was felt ugly might delete later that was the caption and then the entire account literally hours later was deleted while mike was scrolling through instagram got knocked out and then they did that. Um, but just kind of a little, like, you this know, is, again, obviously nowhere near on the severity. But um, it's just, again, the power of your word. And power of word also, like, just, like, omens in general. This one sounds so stupid. But, like, I pulled up to McDonald's the other day. And I ordered a hash brown and an egg McMuffin. And the total was $6.66. Oh, I, every time I did happen. And I, I was, it. like, I don't orange juice. I was, like, I can't. I, li- I could. I, it, the thought of paying that made me sick. I was, like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Like, there's... I was, like, I feel like if I did this, I would regret it later. So I'm just going to. Then it made the shit, like nine dollars and i was like oh how did it get so expensive that's an expensive orange (laughs) no i did the same thing even when i'm like writing down something because they'll be like with some stuff when i do like a specific uh project for work that comes up recurring it and it always ends up being 666 dollars so, oh, so no. if I'm ever like writing it down because yeah. I budget my money, like I, yeah. I'm like super intense with it. I always just write six sixty seven or I'll put six sixty five. Yeah. I'll never write out the actual number that it comes out to. But yeah, no, it's that's really crazy. And um, I mean, they said like his mother is studying to be a pastor. His brother's in school, mm-hmm. and it's just like again when these things happen, like it just affects so many more people, and like. And you just know, to know he was a kid, like a twenty real years kid. old, is and like, like also he can't knowing... even legally drink. Like he barely oh, like started his life. Oh you know shit, what I'm you're so right. And it's so crazy because like you know, carry he carries himself older, looks older. Like it's hard to like consider who you were at twenty and think like this is that same person. That was like, me three years ago. <laughs> 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 oh my god, I forgot you're like four years old. The last time you guys heard from me, I was twenty two, <laughs> and now I'm officially twenty three. And when we started this journey, I was only twenty. Wow. Because I was still using a fake ID when we went to the club together. What and I was always scared that I was going to get in trouble. What club did we go to? I don't remember. But, like, when we went to, like, a bar or, or an wow. event, it was, like, you have to be 21 and older. And I was, like, Marissa, do you think I use my fake ID? Damn, Joyce, you're a child, bro. That's We've amazing. We've gone over this a lot. I know. But every time, like, <laughs> I re-realize the severity of your childness, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, rest in peace to Pop Smoke. Definitely um, rest in peace. I don't, as far as I know, there has not been any updates regarding who it was, what a motive could have been. Um, they put out a statement in the early, I would say, day or two, the first day or two in the wake of the matter and said they're investigating it as a gang-related uh, situation. And they're also, in, they're working with like Brooklyn PD and stuff to see if there's any tie to the arrest from the Rolls Royce um, alleged stealing. But again, so far there hasn't been anything, but rest in peace and shout out to, shout out to his team, man. That's again, like, obviously the most important thing here is a life is lost, but it's like shit, you know, like all of these people were thinking like they're like, you know, they got, they all made it out. Like he was their ticket out too. And that, and now sadly that's not, but I'm hoping that he, in his short time on this earth and in his short time um, beginning to realize his potential, I hope he truly inspired those around him to continue this path that he started paving and helping to get them all out of their situation. And I hope that 
you know, they put the right people in place because I'm sure there are people preying on them now and fucking shitty people. They're like, I can manage it. I can manage his estate and whatever. And I just hope they put the right people in place to continue the legacy and, and, you know. Just a super reminder that life is so precious. Yeah, it really truly is. And, you know, it sucks too because it's not even one of those cautionary tales really what can you what can you say oh don't be the person you used to be like he he wasn't he tried he came to LA he yeah you know because like unfortunately something you could we could have said and we did say about for example um stack bundles and then Ching drugs from um riot squad they both were killed in in their their hood hood. and you know and it was a huge conversation and I specifically distinctly remember it around stack because we were so well, I mean, I was close to both of them, but just at the time, um, I remember them telling me like, you know, Stack refused to leave. He did not want to leave. He felt comfortable here. These were people he knew, he trusted, and ultimately, it was his downfall. And the Nick same, too. oh my God, of course, yeah, and Chinks. So you know, you can look at Pop Smoke and be like, well, he did it what he was supposed to do. He got out. He wasn't doing anything stupid. He locked the door. Like, yeah, he, uh, well, I guess the one thing you can say is just watch what you're posting on social media and be careful about your location and stuff, too. But, but it's, like, also, like, yeah, but it's, like, in right. hindsight, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. It's like, That's not a huge, right, it's not, hindsight's twenty twenty on exactly. that one. But, like, I mean, again, I guess, but it does, especially, you know, if you have dabbled in shit or if you do know that you are a target or even just not, just, just be safe about posting shit and I was even thinking about this like for myself like when I go on vacation and stuff like not that I'm famous but it's like I post that I'm on vacation I might have like friends or like frenemies that now know I'm on vacation right and they can come into my house and rob my shit you know what I'm like little things even or... if whether or not you have some sort of platform it's like be careful like what you post on absolutely media. and and Damn. posting in real time um and you know because like it'll be it just I'll notice an artist posting and they're like looking seem like they're going to be in a place for a second because they're they're posted up doing something not just yeah. shopping or whatever and they tag the location and i or like like a restaurant or something like that and it's like yo anyone could just show up right now like yeah. any of your weird fans and whatever and nine out of ten i'm sure it's fine we haven't necessarily heard a story yeah. about that aside from the pop smoke thing but it's a reality like or if someone's trying to sue your ass like you you don't want to post that shit either because they can serve you i don't know like i'm any little thing like just Fucking be careful and be mindful and remember that even though social media seems it's like all laughs and jokes and kiki and I want to stunt for my friends, like there are some evil fucking people out there and they wish negative shit on you too. So even just stunting extra hard on Instagram is crazy sometimes because then social media really does tell on you Mm -hmm. and so there's so I work in an office building with a bunch of lawyers and one of the lawyers that I work with has a bodyguard named Sam who is also a bounty hunter okay so he like has to go and find people that didn't show up in court or posted bail whatever and he's like just telling me about all the stuff that he can do like on social media to find somebody and to track someone really give us a few so he's like Oh yeah, like I I sometimes I send them a text message and it seems like it's like an automated text message from like I don't know your Staples order blah whatever, but it actually has a tracking thing so you can track like where they are from oh. just like a fake text. He's like, 
I look at their Venmo and see who they're interacting with. And I was like, ah, I do that too. I was like, Sam, me too, Sam. <laughs> I'm also a detective. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Hire me for your company, bro. Yeah, yeah, I no, obviously he, have the skills. No, he literally was like, you're good? And I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> um, but no, he was just telling me about like all these ways that he can hunt people down. And something, he was trying to explain this to me, but like, he has more jurisdiction than the police in certain cases because the police officer needs a warrant. But since he's being contracted by, like, because, I don't know, something about, like, how he can actually, like, go into someone's home. I was like, wait, what? What? And he was, like, part of the Israeli army and he, like, never sleeps. And he, like, he's talking about how, like, he arrests people, basically, and, like, has to go on these sting operations. And because the attorney that he works for is a high-profile attorney, there's, like, gangsters and mobsters that are after him. It's crazy. Wow. I was like, whoa. I like this. But, Yeah. Yeah, he's basically like a super private investigator. A super PI. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, can you get some more tricks from him so we know how to hide next yeah, time? Yeah. <laughs> I want to gonna... go on like a real operation. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine, <laughs> and you could buy like a cute little detective hat, like the Olsen twins. Oh I my gosh! Like that's what yes, and like. they have those glasses that you can like see behind you. Did you ever get those like Scholastic? like magazine things that you could order stuff i always used to order like detective kits. oh yeah yeah but no we had a store we had zany brainy i think it was called and um it was basically yeah it was just full of like educational fun toys and stuff and you could have like the powder to dust fingerprints oh like it was a literal the, whole the kit. invisible like ink no! oh my the God. magnifying glasses <laughs> those are so i oh, really wow. wanted to be a detective yeah when i, I had younger. i had a group was called the kenwood detectives and um we had a theme song and we used to sing and dance and uh, you had a group yeah it was me and my my best childhood oh, friend ryan and we cute. were Ken, the Ken, kenwood was like my dad's he worked for yeah, 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 a wine company. So it's like some sort of wine company, Kenwood. Kendall, Kenwood Jack? No, it's Kenwood. I don't fucking know. Um, but yeah, so we used to do that. We never, ever had a single crime to solve. <laughs> but we did I know, it. right? And we used to watch because the Olsen twins had like a crime Oh, we, they were thing. so cute. Yeah. And their thing was, we'll solve your crime by dinner time. And so that was... And that. they had the book series. Yeah, too. and so we had, we had a song and it was, we're the Kenwood detectives, we're the Kenwood detectives, we'll solve your crime by dinner time, we're the Kenwood detectives. It was the jingle of a lifetime. Yes, it was. Um, so there's other things to talk about. I feel like you've been living life, I've been living life. Yes. Well... Hmm. No, you've not been living. No, life? I have been living life, but I was gonna ask you if you happened to watch the Kobe Memorial. I did not because that was very sad, and I did not want to be sad, so I did not watch it. It was it was beautiful. Yeah, I know it was very. Be- I've seen clips on the shade room, but I watched the entire thing at work. I like put it on. How many me. hours was it? Um, it was like two and a half, maybe. Okay. And oh my gosh, like watching Vanessa speak was the craziest thing. I the strength that that woman dis- displayed. Yo, <laughs> just like listening to their story, like they really did have like a true fucking love story. Yeah. And dude, like this guy, did you hear the story about how one he. Like, for their Valentine's Day one year, he, like, bought her the original notebook from the movie The Notebook, and, like, because that was her favorite movie. I've never saw the movie, so I don't know the reference. But, but like, just, like, little things like that, and then his best friend talked about how he... Wait, Kobe did that? Yeah, Kobe oh, did it for Vanessa. Oh, I thought you were talking about random people and no, I didn't no. care at all. And then, and then, and then 
then Kobe's best friend went up and talked and was just talking about, you know, Kobe the athlete, Kobe the father, and then Kobe the husband. Yeah. And he was talking about how this man literally learned how to play Beethoven's Moonlit Sonata in one week by ear for what? Vanessa. Wow. To, because he was, like, missing her so badly while he was on the road and, like, went outside and, like, saw the moon and, like, saw the piano and was like, that's her favorite song. Like, I'm going to learn it. And so, like, in his hotel, by the next day, called his friend and was like, I've got the first measure down. And, like, he'd never played piano, like, in his entire life, learned it by ear and, like, played him the first measure. And he was like, it was the most perfect thing he'd ever heard in his life. And then by the end of the week, he had, like, nailed it and, like, played it for her. Wow. Piano is not easy. I literally was trying to learn last night, ironically. And Beethoven! It's <laughs> crazy. And just, like, oh, it really just, like, broke my heart, like obviously so much more of that but like yeah that part it was, it was so sweet and like so touching and to know that they had that and then now they don't it's like was uh, i know tragic. lebron not being present or not being photographed was like a huge conversation but was he there and just not seen or he didn't go or i have do you no not idea know? Yeah, me i don't either. know I think it was kind of whack that they were posting pictures of people crying yeah i think the whole thing was whack like i mean i guess like the posting about who was there was like the reinforcement of how much love and support yeah. Kobe had. But, but to like, post like pictures of like people's faces as they're like sobbing, morning, it's just like, like yeah. really extra. It's just this whole culture that we're in, though. It's just, it just, I hate it. I felt the love that day though, because I, I like put it on at work and like everybody like went to go gather in the lobby and like we watched it together. I was fully sobbing. Damn, dude, I can't. Uh, what a loss. This city really like. And ye- and two years in a row, two major losses for this city. Yeah, like, it was a hit and then a hit. Yeah, I've been seeing amazing murals though of both like Nip and Kobe and awesome. Gianna, like okay. everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Like, I in Mid City alone, I was on a walk with my boo, and we saw like I think like four just back to back that were beautiful. Really? Yeah, and people were writing on the wall like their little messages, and I was reading some of them, and it was like. You've inspired me. It was like from little kids. Like you could see, it was like chicken scratch. Really? Where's really Mid City? Like what cities are over there? Mid City is like in the middle of the city. <laughs> it's like, um. But that doesn't doesn't give me any visual. So it's like in it's above Culver City, next to Beverly Hills. Okay. That's that area. Got By it. By Pico Union. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Damn. That's so. Are they gonna keep the murals up? Do you think? I think so. Because like so. a lot of businesses like are commissioning them too. See, that's awesome. But the only reason I asked that was like, I just know rem- I remember that I, I weirdly enough like I was here when Aaliyah passed away in two thousand one, and she had a billboard on Sunset, and they turned it into a memorial that everybody was signing, and that's like the picture I share every year of me being interviewed on the news. It was from that, but they tore that down. But like that would have been really cool to keep because it yeah. was beautiful. I mean, and who knows? Like maybe they kept it in one place and it's somewhere. Yeah. But um, but that's really nice then to hear that they're you know able to do, and I do hope they keep that. And then, um, the man that owns the Grove, the billionaire real estate person, Caruso? yeah, he because they did the the tribute on that night. They did the nine lights shining beaming up into heaven, but TMZ paparazzi caught him and he said that um, Kobe deserves a statue too because they asked him, would you put a statue oh, in the Grove? And dope. he was like, he deserves a statue here in the Grove. So I wouldn't put it past them to. I'm dope to do a statue of Kobe in the Grove. And they said that 
Kobe often shopped there. He popped into the Nike store there from time to time. And he did a book signing before at um, the Barnes and Noble there. So I think that they're even, I mean, obviously he's just an LA legend for obvious reasons, but I think even more so it's like, dear, like, no, he was our Kobe, you know, like, so that would be really dope if they put that. And they said that, um, the Grove doing those lights. I guess they turned off the Grove sign and they and they did that instead as a tribute that night. Um, it was their first time in 18 years that so they didn't light, like, in their history, because they were only 18 years old, but that they didn't light the... Um, Isn't that thing. crazy? Mm-hmm. I remember, like, when the Grove, like, wasn't there. I did not, because I did not... I was not here. <laughs> I was actually surprised that it was that young. I would have assumed it would be older than that. It used to... It, back in the heyday, it used to be an airport. Really? Mm-hmm. Was it a major, like an LAX? Like- um, It was more like the Santa Monica Airport. It was like a private airport for like Hollywood celebrities. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So like Titoboro in New Jersey then probably. So Santa Monica Airport, that that's for... Santa Monica Airport only flies private planes. Okay, yeah. So that's what Titoboro is in New Jersey. That's like our like... Yeah. Which I believe that it's like shutting down or something. Because really? there's been a lot of accidents out of that place. But really? you don't hold me to that totally don't know okay interesting all right um but yeah it was a beautiful tribute and beyonce's performance was just, oh yeah it was really touching it was um so rest in peace to kobe damn this is so morbid rest in peace to pop smoke like why has 2020 been just coming in super i don't know crazy i, I mean there's good stuff, good energy too, I guess. I feel like I started out the year really strong and I was like super busy like doing a lot of things and it's kind of fizzled out it's and it's, off. it's giving me like, uh, I don't know, like the the crawlies inside. That's actually, I'm literally the opposite of you. It was to a point about a week ago that, but it's crazy how like it could only have been happening in your life for like a week or two and it just consumes your brain to feel like like your life is just this I, now. Yeah. And then like it changes like the next day and everything's just back to normal. But for like, I would say a solid, I would say a solid 10 day stretch for me, I had literally nothing to do, but it would be like, I actually had the motivation finally to do something. But and there was just nothing. And no matter who I call, there's no one around. I would literally just like, take a shower do my whole makeup and get in my car and just drive like i just need to be out in the sun like i and i was just getting so frustrated like what the fuck like i'm so bored like i kept telling my friends i'm like i feel unemployed with money like i i don't know what to do like i'm just and they're like oh i wish i could i'm like you know i mean like i'm happy that i have the money or whatever but like i want to be productive right i'm not doing anything like and so i was getting so stir crazy like i was i i like burst into tears i was also pmsing but like when i just burst into tears like what am i doing and then since that day well like a day later or so i've had like something to do every single solitary oh, day and then oh good i'm happy to hear it florida coming up and all these things which is the meetup yes that um, you guys should all go to on friday the 28th at m lounge in orlando it's from 8 p.m to 12 p or 12 a.m rather um i'll probably be there from about 10 to 12 and it's not my event they're charging at the door that has nothing to do with me but i'll have a table and if you are in the area pull up and have a drink with me and it's gonna be lit um but yeah and then last night was fucking cool because i went to another one of those dinners that we talk about that we can't really talk about (laughs) i also went to one of those dinners too the week before that yeah 
and <laughs> that we um, can't talk about. We sign NDAs for these things, but it's super cool and progressive. And it, we're not fucking on a table or anything, though. Nothing to do with sex, people. And um, you're kind of making it sound. I like. know. But if you guys all know, I could never go to a sex dungeon party, anything, because I would be so nervous that I would just stand in a corner and be awkward. Same. Wait, I say that, but I also once went to a paint party where like girls, these girls were all semi-naked throwing paint on each other and I don't know why I was an audience onlooker and I also took off my clothes and participated in slapping <laughs> paint so maybe I would participate I think I, I would but I don't know what type of drugs I would have to be on to get the confidence to do it because I want to do it but I also know how awkward and shy I am so I honestly don't know but last night yeah I did shitty at the dinner again I mean as usual but there's so much weed involved that it's like how can anyone expect me who already sucks at socializing to be any better while I'm super high so naturally I was trash and I just sat with Melissa the entire time and that was that and then I got home and my fave peen in life texted me I don't like the term <laughs> my fave peen my absolute favorite dick ever how does he feel that you hype him up so much about that? Oh, he loves it too, because I'm like one of his favorite vaginas, if not the. So we do the same thing <laughs> to each other. And I was actually at his house earlier in the day, and um, one of his friends was like, what are you doing here? I was meeting with another one of their friends for something else, for some business stuff. And then I was like, oh, you know, I'm such and such, whatever. Meet him with so-and-so, and I might get some dick. And then... <laughs> And so then, nonchalant. Right, and his friend was like, ah, oh, but you showed up without an appointment, huh? I was like, yeah, so it's tentative right now. <laughs> and then he came up, and he had to do something. He had to get, go in a session, and he was like, yeah, we're going to have to, like, rendezvous. That's cool. Like, Y'all are just, like, friends. No, yeah, it's fire. Like, and, he, he, and it's not really strings attached at all. situation. And so he invites me to this thing. He texts me, and he was like, yo, um, Thug just rented out the whole bowling alley. Pull up. I was like, cool. That sounds like a good time. So I pulled up, and him and his friends were there, and his other friend was like, you got rescheduled, huh? You fish it. <laughs> and I was like, he got me. <laughs> but it was really cool because it was um, it was Young Thug, Gunna, fucking 21 Savage, Reese LaFlair. So it was us and everybody. And um, I don't know, it was just really cool. And it was, they literally rented out this entire bowling alley. And it was Which only- Which bowling alley? It's somewhere in Glendale. Okay. Have, I, it was I It was just random. I would figure pins before anything, but- because it was a random one, that's probably why it was why so easy to, it. like, book it out. And Damn, I want to book something out. It was so crazy. And, like, it was just us. It wasn't, like, so, like, every... So, the, out of those five, six artists I just named, every crew had, like, you know, five people or so. Or, or um, Yeah, but I don't think... We weren't... We probably only took... I don't know. It wasn't a bowling alley. 20 lanes, 25 lanes. We probably only were using, like, eight at the most. Um, But, yeah, so it was a really small, intimate crowd. But, like... You'd be sitting at the bar and like someone would pass you and I'm like, oh, I've seen him in a music video before. Like, <laughs> like, And like everyone's cool with each other. So it was just, it was a really cool. And then like, I'm pretty sure, it, I think I saw Alexis Scott. Like, you know, then I see a few girls start coming in and like everyone looks exactly like a rap video person. And I'm just like, oh, hello everyone. And I'm just there with like my face peeling because I just got a chemical peel. Yo! I have Friday, so this was what's today, Wednesday. So, so the this worst is day of peeling Monday, Tuesday was Monday, yeah. yeah. So that was my mouth area because you know that yeah. goes first. So Monday was nuts, and I had to do I had to do a dinner meeting on Monday, <laughs> and then I 
Oh, and then I went to Guap Studio on Monday. So oh, everybody shit. was just seeing me. But like literally every time. It looks good though. Yeah, it does. It really does. Um, I don't even have a single like bump anywhere. Like it's crazy. When I was talking to anybody those couple days though, I'd immediately start with, I just got a chemical PL down, judge me. Like I just wanted to put it out there because it's like yeah. the shit just literally hangs off your face like all over the place. Like You look like a freaking shedding ass snake. But it's like, you know, when you get sunburnt and your skin peels, but sometimes with this, it kind of just peels in itty bitty pieces. So it's just like little things hanging off of your face. Um, but yeah, so last night, even at this bowling alley, like, you know, these girls are in full, like, face Instagram beat. Instagram like, yeah. yeah, and like full outfits that are color coordinated with like Balenciaga sneakers and all type of shit. And I just have my Vans, a one piece Fashion Nova outfit <laughs> and like... My hair is just down and I have no makeup on and my skin's peeling off. And I still felt like so fucking pretty. You are popping. I know. You don't need all that. And I still got really good dick that night. And I wonder if, I don't think everyone did, but I know I did. (laughs) Yeah, then we went home and we fucked like porn stars. And it was just, it was beautiful. I love it. It was really just like a beautiful. Pop your shit. Like we were really, no, like we really like. Okay, tell me. You I don't. Can't. I, I mean, oh, like, God. there's really nothing to say. It was just like the pocket we caught of rhythm. Like, I don't know what the fuck we did last night, but that shit was like, I never felt it that like intense before. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. I really Ooh, love his nice. dick. I would marry his dick. Just, just the, dick. the dick. Just the dick. Just the dick. And I now pronounce you <laughs> wife and pee. <laughs> Um, and then what else happened? Your birthday happened. These My past birthday. Weeks. So I was 22 and now I'm 23. <laughs> Weird I how that happens. don't really have much other things to say. I had a really good week. My best friend flew into town. We took like really cute pictures at this like one Me and Carol were spot. obsessed with that picture of you guys. Oh my god. Saki joined in. That's my dog. He looked freaking hilarious. But this guy, Tom, who takes Wait, can pictures. you tell us about this place? Yeah, so it's called Tom's One Hour Photo Lab. Okay. Rolling Stone wrote an article about him last year and then he started like popping. Like so many people go in. But it's honestly, and shout out, it's like a family owned business and I don't want to like use the phrase like rinky dinky, but it's like a little, it's a hole in the wall spot. It's not, it's no frills, but the guy Tom is like a freaking genius. He's like this little Vietnamese man and you like go in and like immediately he's just like, okay, you stand here. You look here, left, tilt your head down, left. He's like, I control dog. He's like, don't, don't move the dog. I move the dog with my toy. And he's like, squeak, squeak, squeak. And he's just like so animated and he took like the cutest pictures and like posed us so cute. So question, is he operating seriously? Meaning like, it's not a parody. Like he, like does he know that these are parody pictures? Yes. Or are like, people I coming to take actual serious photos in that both. same way? Like, okay. Like, like it's like there's so, like he has an Instagram and the Instagram now has like a hundred thousand followers or something like For that. For context, these pictures that Joyce took, it looked like the pictures that they used in Napoleon Dynamite when she went to get her professional like pictures taken by fucking kid yeah. or whatever the hell like they kind of look like jc penny pictures yeah but too. like oh, specifically from the 80s with, with like, like this like the halo yeah. <laughs> and like you get to choose your background and he like sets it up and like even with Saki, he like put Saki on this little pedestal it was so <laughs> cute he has like some props and yeah like a bunch of celebrities have gone there and really? taken photos and like she's a huge country artist i don't think you'd know her casey musgrave she like goes i there. fucking do know her asshole oh I don't know. Sometimes I'm like this person. You're like, who? Uh, So she goes there and has, like, taken pictures of him. But, yeah, the guy's really nice. We had such a fun time. We, like, 
originally we're gonna dress up like Paris and Nicole, Nicole and bring Saki as Tinkerbell, but we kind of scrapped it together at the last minute, so we didn't wow. full on do that. But yeah, it was really fun. And then it was just nice, like, having my best friend in town. Just solely for my birthday. Like, she had no other reason to be out here. And then I went to the Ace Hotel on my actual birthday. It took 11 shots of tequila. I was responsible for two, I think. I have literally no idea, Marissa. Like, I feel bad. Like, all these people were like, I didn't really get to talk to you. And I was like, I feel like I didn't talk to anybody. Like, I don't know what I was doing while I was there. Um, I went... I fucking crashed that night because this was at, like, in the afternoon. I came home, fell asleep, and then woke up and watched Ratatouille. Hmm. Okay. That wasn't my... That's a beautiful birthday, though. It sounds stress-free. It sounds inexpensive. I was laid up with a really good boy. Can we get some tea on him yet, or we're not there yet? Because it seems like it's, like... I don't want to, like, put his biz, like, out there. You don't have to, though. You can Um, still just say some great qualities. He's amazing. I love this man for Joyce, and it's, like... sweetest, kindest. He got me paint and an easel for my birthday. Like, isn't that just, like, so nice? And he, like, woke me up in the middle of the night, and it's like, I forgot to give you your present. And I was like... (laughs) Tell me. I'd be pissed if I got Peyton and Easel as me. But you, <laughs> right. I enjoyed that's it. That's what is mad yes, cute for yes, you. Yes, yes, um, Killed Valentine's Day. Like, it's Did he? Good. Tell us a little bit about that. Just a little. He wrote me a letter. Just See? Excited. That's fucking cute. Yeah. And this is you telling his stuff without telling his business. Because yes. there's not a lot. Yes, yes, And yes. he's a grown-ass man in the sen- in every sense of the word. Like, the way he I've operates and treats her. I did. And we did not talk in depth. But... Just the way he carried himself was amazing. Very good looking guy. Joyce was off doing Joyce things, randomly <laughs> swimming in a pool, and it was not hot out. <laughs> it was <And> a jacuzzi! <laughs> she was just doing whatever, and he was just sitting, like, holding the fort down. And, like, he didn't look any type of, like, out of his element. He looked completely comfortable, <clears throat> holding his girl down while she went and swam and did whatever. Like, I really liked his energy. Me too. He carried all my presents home. Really? <laughs> yeah, and I had forgotten totally about them. I was like, what presents? Nice. He's really, I like him a lot, Joyce. Thank you. This is a major upgrade from your last situation, too. But I think that's, those, that's the beauty in it, too. You get to appreciate the situation. I really more. hope, though, that, like, that first date that I went on is, like, the last first date I'll ever go on because I don't want to ever do that shit ever again. You're 23. I don't know how realistic uh, that thought process is, uh, but that's negative energy and positive energy is this could be the one, so. Ooh, speaking of positive energy. Okay. This RZA album you were Oh, about. yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, I have it here on this computer. I was just some, It was just something random and exciting um, that excited me that I wanted to share, but RZA is putting out, or he did put out, a, me- a meditation EP, and I just think that's really cool, and it's just, it kind of just goes with what I was talking about um, last week about how I read The Power of Now. You and, finished it? Yeah, oh, I read, I finished that in, in a day. Um, but they, um, <clears throat> you know, just talk about meditation and being present and being mindful, and he just kind of, you know, released an EP to help with that, and he describes it as a five-part Zen audio experience. And the project features five songs in addition to an intro where he tells the listener to grab tea, find a comfortable seated position, and prepare to unlock your hidden powers. And it features music and teachings from RZA to help fans tackle creative challenges or obstacles that they may face in various aspects of life while providing them with inspirational spoken word guidance. 
and Reza himself said that he's hoping that it'll destagnate and unlock the creative abilities from within. And I just think that's something super cool. I mean, you told me as well that Janae is working on that. Well, she put out this one song, which is the trigger protection mantra. And it's literally just a mantra for, like, when you're really stressed out. And I think there's only, like, five like five or six words to it. What does like, she say? It's like, um, everything will be okay. Like, okay. everything will be okay or something like that. And it just repeats and it has, like, the um, bells and the chimes. Yeah. It's, like, for meditating uh-huh. and, like, to calm you down. And it's really good, and I think that she said that she's definitely going to work on putting more of those out, and she's, like, hosted meditation groups in L.A. where, wow. like, she's played it and, like, led, like, a guided meditation. Shout out Janae, though, because she has an actual album, not an actual, a music album that's coming out on March 8th, I Oh, shit, say, really? I'm super excited about it. I love Janae. Why did I not know that? Um... Yeah, her dad's on the album, and he, what does he does he sing? Play um, he's just like the spiritual guru. He's like he goes by Doctor Chill. He's like this. Oh, because really, their last name's Chilombo. Yeah, yeah, and I always see him like in the streets. Like I've seen him at Simply Wholesome before. Like I've seen him out and about, and I've like said hi. Like I don't know. I feel he just has no idea who I am, but he's always really nice whenever I see him. I'm like, hey. <laughs> um, and he like wrote the cover art for her album and everything and every every song on there I think she said is a freestyle. Oh shit, that's really yeah. fucking cool. Um, Big Sean's on it. <laughs> Teachers on. I it. think are they a Hundo P back together? I think so. It seems like. I it. feel like they don't gotta say, but yeah. They seem like a very healthy couple that and are very aware of their issues. And I don't know why everyone's like says that they're toxic. Toxic, and, but like, like everyone just you, uses the word though. Did you hear? Well, I'm, I don't know, but he has a song called Single Again, which basically he was talking about like he had to be single because he was fucked up in the head and he was drinking doing drugs doing all sorts of crazy like he wasn't good and he was basically saying like he has to get himself right and he has to put himself first before he can bring on any love in mm-hmm. his life and even on that song he featured janae yeah and the song so, like, is called single again we're actually looking at the two like as far as we can it's see, like very least, healthy. Least, least toxic, toxic people they're recognizing are, their faults right and doing to- all the actual work yeah. to make sure like that they took time for themselves and then got back together when and they're more whole. I've never seen them talking smack about each other on the internet. They're not like, fu- they're, you know what I'm saying? Or like, like beefing. fucking with other bitches or yeah. men or whatever the hell. They, they took their time apart for much needed personal growth. And they both made songs. Like, that was, I feel like, part of their recovery yeah, process. Yeah, the was, healthy output of yeah. just getting their emotions out on a song because they're creative musicians and that is how they heal. Super dope. Shout out to creative people and healing. Um,. Can we talk about who the fuck? So before we were doing this, we were talking about Ari beefing with Alexa Sky. What is Ari's last name? First of all, Fletcher, I think Fletcher. I know okay. that from Double XL. So first Please of all, explain to me a little bit. First of all, for this backstory on this beef, y'all, I don't even fucking know because I don't give a fuck about either one of these bitches, and I don't watch Love and Hip Hop. From what I gathered for one second, because I had to write about it, like fuck my life. I think they were comparing. Alexa Sky to Ari and saying that Alexis bites off of Ari's style and Ari was like bitch what fuck and then like it kind of just became a subliminal war and I and it just became a thing well then it stopped being subliminal because they were yeah, literally they were calling crazy. they were yeah. going in on each other so Alexis Sky is a model I guess you could call her that and she's on love and hip-hop I don't know what show Atlanta New York California yes which one I just said three different uh, ones. Atlanta. Atlanta. Because she lives she, there. Yeah. 
And she, she used to date Fetty Wap and not his baby mama. Not his baby mama. He said it, that's not his kid, but he helps like take care of it. I don't know. And she's been linked to other people that are irrelevant. And Ari, we know her because she dated G Herbo. I don't know her. Marissa a, knows her. Had a baby with him. I actually she remember. No, you don't know. When I first moved here and I was helping Dash out before we were even in there and I was doing a couple random interviews and I interviewed G Herbo in April 2017. She was there. So like I met oh. her too. They had a dog and shit. But she was not like this person that she is now. And so now Ari is dating Moneybag Yo following his breakup from Megan Thee Stallion. I cannot keep up with all this shit and I hate that I know any of it, but whatever. I, I it's my actually job. have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. And I already told Marissa, I was like, I don't understand why her Instagram handle. Okay, so that was the thing we need to discuss. Why the fuck is her Instagram name the real Kyle sister? I tried to look it up. Was she Kyle's sister? Well, one time she tagged a person, a girl, and her name wasn't Kyle. So I'm like, all right, well, it's not your sister. Like, so maybe it's her brother because Kyle is a unisex name. I haven't seen it. And I would think that if you care that much about this person to the point that, like, it's your Instagram name... That, like, you probably would be best friends with this person. Maybe they passed away, you know, right? I have no... Can someone explain this to me? I need... I need this You know what? Maybe we'll Google that. Okay. Who is Kyle <laughs> that Ari <laughs> is his sister or their sister? Um... Okay, but like, what is the keyword? The I'm... war of words that they're exchanging on that they were exchanging on Instagram were just crazy. They were going in on each other, talking about kids and this and that. I don't really understand. Oh, oh. Uh, Let me see. Um. Oh. Kyle Fletcher died May 16, five days after suffering of cardiac arrest on his 26th birthday. Kyle's sister. That's a Kyle pl- Fletcher. Oh, Fletcher. Oh, so that so is. So that's her brother. <sighs> All right. Now it's not funny anymore. But I still am looking. Anyways. Well. At least we got to the bottom of that. Yeah. Because I was very confused. And I still don't know who she is. And I don't understand why everybody is on Instagram sharing their mess. Well, I understand. From what I understand, she's known because she's a baby mama. And baby mamas. Wait, for some reason, I feel like this is not her brother. Why? I don't see anything. I see a story to sign up for St. Paul. (laughs) News and... Oh. What? I mean, you don't know? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, But he... We're not very good. I, you know how I said before that I'm a social media detective? I think I've <laughs> lost all my social media detective points. This guy looks like uh, somebody's like white Jamaican uncle. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's her brother. And it says Los Angeles County. Isn't she I just from, typed like, somewhere in else? the real Kyle sister and it said, how did Kyle Fletcher die? That was like the first thing that oh. came up. So I'm not sure. But also like Google might not know everything, you know? Ramsey County Sheriff. Oh, he's the son of a Ramsey County Sheriff. So is she the daughter of a Ramsey County Sheriff? I don't think that this has anything to do with her. <laughs> now that I'm doing a little bit more investigation. If anybody knows the real answer, then please let us know because I have no fucking idea. Um, Joyce, I need to understand why or how you ran into Harvey Weinstein's lawyer or Bill Cosby's oh, lawyer. Or... So, okay, so this week Harvey Weinstein was finally found guilty of two out of the five counts that he was actually charged for, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, I work with 
uh, Bill, one of Bill Cosby's attorneys. Oh wow! Do you get, like do you throw eggs at him every day? Or? No, um, I actually had a really insight. He's a really smart guy. He has a lot of documentaries that are being made about him, and or not about him, but about Bill Cosby, and he's speaking on them. And I have to assist him with those, you know, documentaries as the Showtime and HBO and all those people come in. And we actually had a really insightful conversation and about consent and about, you know, like women being safe. And he was saying to me that in the case of Bill Cosby, he feels like Bill Cosby did not have a fair trial at all. And the reason why Bill Cosby's probably going to be in jail until he dies is because he strongly stands behind the fact that he's innocent and that in all of those cases, like, where, like, drugs were involved, he was saying, like, it was the 70s, it was the 80s, like, you know, that that's just what happened. He's like, I never drugged anyone without their consent. Like, they, like, volunteered to do it, and then we had sex. And, like, that's how it went down. And he's like, he's like, that's why that man is never going to admit to being guilty, because he stands behind the fact that he's not guilty. And then I was talking to Tom. I was like, well, you know, in the case of Harvey Weinstein, like, the like how do you feel about like you know the situations that take place and he was saying like there is never a legitimate like reason for an assault like an assault should never take place and Mm. there's nothing to justify that but at the same time should those women have gone up to that hotel room no I think it was a really stupid decision on their part and like they the word that I don't like that he used was he they have to be responsible for their stupid action but he was saying, like, of course, like, an assault is, like, never justified. And I was like, well, the word responsible is trying, like, you're, like, it's implicating something on that. I feel like using the word foolish makes sense or, like, it's a stupid act or it's really naive. But, like, responsible isn't really right. And he's like, yeah, I understand your point. And he's like, then that's, but he's like, I'm telling you the exact same phrase that I used in all the documentaries. And I asked him, I was like, can I talk about this on my podcast? And he was like, yeah, he's like, just don't twist my words. So I'm literally telling you like what he told me. Wow. But we had a full conversation about consent and he has a daughter and I was like, well, how would you feel like if your daughter was like, and he was like, I, he was like, I would tell my daughter like that was really dumb of you to go to that hotel room knowing First of all, like, if you're talking about a business deal, like, why are you going up to somebody's hotel room? Like, that's not where, like, business deals take place. He's like, you meet them in the lobby. Like, he, and he's saying, but of course, he should have never laid a hand on them. And, like, if it wasn't consensual. And so we were just having a conversation about that. But I thought it was interesting because, you know, I, I personally think Bill Cosby is very guilty. And a lot oh, of people too. don't feel that way. I feel like the way he's presenting it is still not, it's not sitting right with me. Like... As if they still do, like, yes, like you're saying, they don't have any, there's no reason to ever put your hands on somebody or whatever, but like, and yes, it it could be naive and stupid, but I feel like that's a sidebar. Like, I feel like you can't even say that all in one. Like, in like, you know, it's literally like when you scold at somebody later after you fix the scenario, then you scold and be like, you know, you shouldn't have gone there, but like, that has nothing to do with what happened. But he also, yeah, I totally agree with you and I don't agree with. I don't agree with him saying that he thinks that they're innocent because I was like, I don't think that they're innocent. Like, I think they're really guilty. And he mm-hmm. was, like, telling me, he was, like, not in Weinstein's case because he didn't work on Weinstein's trial and he was asked to and he declined it. Uh-huh. But he said in the case of Bill Cosby, he, like, totally maintains his innocence and that he was, like, no. like, And he wasn't granted – he thinks that he wasn't granted a fair trial – and um, he's saying in all of those instances, like, the women, or the ones that actually accused him and they went to trial for, 
Bill Cosby stands by the fact that it was consensual and that the drugs, like, he didn't drug them, basically. Um, So, I don't know. I just thought that was some insider knowledge and just, uh, yeah. And uh, all these documentaries are about to come out. And he was like, feel free to talk about it. So I want to watch. There was another documentary that just came out as well. I feel like it was related to somebody in sports. Can you think off the top of your head in the last few days of documentary that people have been talking about? And Hernandez? No, definitely not. Something I would give a fuck about at all. That was crazy. Was there a Kobe doc that just came out the other day or something? Like on television, something aired? D-Wade. D-Wade. There was a D-Wade. It was like a long, in-depth something, something about his life. And that, for for whatever reason, I'm actually like super intrigued about. I believe it's all like the, the stuff about his daughter. Which, oh! Which, by the way, fucking Boosie Badass is just like... Well, give, give some backstory oh, behind what's my going gosh. on. For those of you that do not know D-Wade's um, son, I guess it was his name was Zion Pryor, and now it's Zaya. Zaya? Yes. So um, she has decided that she wants to be referred to as a she, and um, she is 12 years old and very confident and sure of herself and fucking amazing and so awesome that she has you know like the ability to be like look you know i know this I'm is gonna, what it yeah is. exactly this is what and this is how i feel whatever um and so Dwayne wade and gabrielle union are completely in support of her is and gabrielle union her mom no um it's from his previous marriage and so that's kind of like a little bit about they talk about that in the doc which was like interesting to me like just the fallout of the marriage and stuff um he had two two kids in that marriage and so the older brother also spoke out in support of his little sister. Like, it's a really beautiful thing. But, of course, the ignorant people keep saying, it's too fucking young, it's too fucking young. And then Boosie does this whole rant about how, what if he wants his penis in a few years? You can't chop off his penis. First of fucking all, Who's you stupid assholes. that they're going to do that? They're not doing any of that shit right now. All they have decided was this person knows that they want to be referred to as a she. That is it. And that makes them feel identified and seen and they feel in the correct body. And that is up to them. And why does that bother anyone? And why do people keep saying, well, what happens if they change their mind? Okay, then they change it and they go back. Like nothing, like that's their life. It has nothing to do with you. And if it's going to be a little more difficult in your eyes to them, you're making it difficult for them now. So what's the difference of if they want to be a she now and you are the one making it difficult or... No one makes it difficult, but then down the line they want to return to a he. Then what are you worried? Someone's going to make it difficult for them then? Is that what you're worried about? Because that's what you're doing exactly to them now. You're bullying them now. So what the fuck are you actually fucking protecting? And they're all talking about you're too, they're too young to know this, that, and the third. But nobody says that when these young people have crushes on the opposite sex. Then it's cute. Then it's funny. Then it's innocent. But when... A young person can potentially have a crush on the same sex. Why does the act of sex, it's the actual act of sex, keep coming up in conversation? And they're not even talking about sex. Right. In this case, they're talking about a freaking 12-year-old that just wants to be referred to as a girl. They haven't even mentioned his sexuality. They haven't. And that, I mean, hers. And, I'm so sorry. And that's a total, like, the, like, that's what people don't understand, too, is, like, sexuality and gender are literally two different things. Right. And they're not the same. And they're not interchangeable. Like, so that's, I feel like a lot of people don't grasp that concept. At all. It's literally just what she feels comfortable identifying as right now and, and, and can be able to grow. And that's it. It's not about, I need to be called a girl so I can date boy. Like, that's not what the fuck this message is. And it just, 
people's level of perception is just based on their intelligence, not their intelligence, what they know and stuff like that. And I guess what they don't want to know and their beliefs. And so they're just refusing to even take in very simple concepts because all they see is, oh my gosh, anti God, because you're gay. It just, it's really, it's really, really sad. And it's so tempting and hard to not read the comments on the shade room and all these fucking places when they do post the stuff. I really am starting to hate the shade room. Oh my, no, but like now I'm starting to notice how malicious they can be sometimes. Like before I felt like it was slightly more like it was just, you would just post stuff and if people were haters, they would just hate in the comments. But now they'll do some shit on purpose now. Like they'll post like, like Raven Simone looking horrible. They'll they'll post people's kids that like, it's a horrible picture you or something. You know that the comments are... Like, Summer Walker blocked them because they were talking mad shit. And she was like, leave me the fuck alone. And they still post her every day. She's like, I fucking blocked you guys. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's really, really malicious. And they'll be really shady in their, com- com- like, caption. Like, look at Raven Simone looking like a boss. And everyone will comment, like, y'all know what y'all were doing. Like, why? And I know, like, that's... Be- like, they're not saying that they're innocent like their name is literally the shade room that's the content that you are gonna get but it's also like it's a huge platform and i feel like they should they have like responsibility you know what i'm saying i mean yeah you you don't have to be fucking teaching us about you know the earth's origins and shit like that (laughs) on the shade room i'm not expecting to see the news about afghanistan and what's happening around the world and get my daily like we talked about it they post freaking like kids or like 15 year olds yeah and, like, like try and they know that the comments are gonna all be the going point is, in like yes this place is supposed to give us tea and gossip and shit that's like but you they know, also don't for our brains they and also don't cool. because they get paid off by oh, so many people shit. yeah but all i'm saying is like no i'm saying they're like, doing like overtly like the shit they post is not even news. It's literally just be a picture of somebody and it's just a place for people to tear them down in the comments. And at this point, yes. that's literally, that's a different level of negativity. And for they also, reason. it's not the place to get your tea. Like, yeah. they don't give all the tea because there's so much tea that I feel like they get paid off not to post. Right, absolutely. Because there's so many other things that go down. I'm like, I want to see what's going on and it's not on there. And I'm like, uh, okay. Yeah, if you... They're too biased at yeah. this point because everything comes through a filter of yeah. whether it benefits their business or not. Um, I, sometimes I really do want to unfollow. Years ago, I had unfollowed Baller Alert. I was following them both. And Baller Alert was posting Boom Gang a lot when he was still kind of like fucked up. Yeah. Aren't they supposed to be posting sports? Baller Alert? Yeah. I mean, that was like a, an a, an aspect of it, but oh. it was the same idea. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had unfollowed them because they were like exploiting that kid and he was obviously fucking disturbed. And, um, but the shade room seemed like at least a slightly more noble. And they were. I honestly feel like it's only been within this last year that they've been as shady Yo, as they've been. Yo, they posted this thing. Did you see the thing that they posted of the Obamas today? No. They, oh my God. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Um, also, I feel like they're really irresponsible when it comes to posting politics. Like, they lean, like, I don't know, in favor of Trump sometimes. And I'm just like, I don't really, really understand. There's no way. They, the, the 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 headlines that they post are so like just one off that it can make stupid people form opinions real quick that have you know that whatever but this is what they posted I'm like how so basically they posted a picture oh of my God. Barack and Michelle as what they would look like if they were rappers this is scary but it's gross and I also just feel like it's disrespectful although Obama looks so fine in this picture. <laughs> 
Yeah, but like the yeah, first one, I'm like, yeah. why did y'all do that? Yeah, they do that sometimes, and it's kind of creepy. That they but it's do also that weird. Too. Like, and their photoshops are so fucking bad. Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I do want to talk about this real quick before we go. I think on a closing note, this would be amazing. So my boy, I had a meeting with him yesterday because oh, he wanted to show me his product. You guys, I'm so excited about this, and it drops on April 1st. It's called Studio Stick. It's $499. That's the price point. It is a portable studio kit. Literally, it's a microphone, a stand, a thing. You put your phone into it, and it and it comes with an app, and you record into the app, and it has all the, you know, it's going to have packs and stuff like that, and future generations of this will have, you know, artists can collaborate, and it can come pre-made with pre-beat like pre packs, free whatever oh. from artists and stuff like that. But it's a $499 portable, super light. It comes in a case. You put it on, like, like a backpack damn near it's tsa approved and i think it's truly going to change the game and um it's um, it's going to be an amazing tool for podcasters it's going to be an amazing <gasps> Shit, tool yeah. yeah it's going to be an amazing tool for um rappers does it's gonna, it only work for the phone or can you plug it into your computer no, you, too? um well no yeah no you, you record into your phone i'm, I'm sure there'll be an app in the mac store as mm-hmm. well but it's just and it does it's there's no battery i'm sorry there's no um pl- it doesn't plug into anything either it just literally works off your phone battery too oh. so that like that you don't ever need you never need electricity <laughs> oh. so it works off so your is phone, your phone the mic no your phone it goes up. T- it goes above the mic. The mic is like a full, beautiful, like real microphone with the whole thing. Um, but the phone, you do like plug something into the phone and it records into the app there or whatever. And then I guess you could send it and do whatever you want anywhere else. What's it called? Studio Stick. And um, their Instagram is Studio Stick LLC. It drops April first. I'm gonna be getting a promo code, so people Shit. will be able to get. To, I I don't know the amount. I'm assuming ten percent or something off of it or whatever. Um, I'll be able to provide you guys with that. But I just think it's on. And like, you know, we think of the lowest hanging fruit immediately. We think of like rappers in their house and whatever. Because honestly, a good mic in and of itself cost about that. And now you're getting the whole kit and caboodle for that cost. Um, but he made such great points because he was like, schools. You know, you buy a couple of these for the fucking classroom and. When artists are on the fucking road, like, this is perfect for them because then the, stu- then the label doesn't have to invest in putting them in a studio while they're on tour or buying a studio bus for while they're on tour. Like, they just have this little setup, like. Yes, that's really cool. I have a friend, his name's Austin, and he bought a school bus a couple years ago. Wow. And he converted the entire school bus to be a studio. But he's doing it really slowly, so, like... It, it's been it's been taking some time. He like re gutted the whole thing, but his dream is to drive around and teach kids like how to make music Amazing. and to have like a mobile studio for them to chop it up and whatever. And I've been seeing him on Instagram for the longest time, posting these cool videos. Like I'm really into you know DIY home decor, whatever. I'm seeing him like rip out the seats and put in the tile, and he built like a little kitchen area and like is making it really cute. And he told me that, like, he was partly inspired to do it because when he had come out to California and I showed him around, I took him to Malibu and he saw a bunch of trailers, like, because in Malibu, a lot of people have RVs and are just, you know, posted up by the ocean. Uh And he was like, I wanted to do that. Like, I want the freedom to just be able to go wherever. And he was like, you literally helped inspire this. And I thought that was, like, the coolest shit ever. Yeah. After, like, three years, I'm like, dude, like, this is the coolest shit ever. He's a choice. 
this idea would have never come into place if you had never taken me to Malibu. And wow. I was like, Whoa. That's fucking cool. Yeah. yeah, I love some I love I, things like this. I like the idea of like kids being able to be creative. That's exactly what we were talking about. And I said that. I was like, you know, I've spoken at a few schools over the years and like, you know, they're all implementing podcast programs and teaching kids about broadcasting and things like that. And um I think this is amazing. And you know, schools don't really have money like that. So even like God forbid a teacher has to invest. It's, it's not a hard investment, a one-time $500 for your classroom. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, I think that's really amazing. And he was also saying that these sports camps um, for, like, professional NFL players and stuff, when the guys go to summer training or whatever the fuck, spring training and shit, they also have these courses they've been offering them lately. Like, if the guys do want to like get into training? broadcasting. Mm-hmm, for broadcasting mm-hmm. for when they're older and they want to do ESPN. That's dope. Yeah, isn't it great? So he said, this is another place. That's, like, he's basically... Trying to find that, every, every avenue. It's very avenue. versatile. Um. So, yeah, it's called Studio Stick. And, like I said, we'll have a discount code for you guys. And, um... Yeah, I just, and like, I'm not even like, I'm not on no paperwork with this guy. It's literally just a friend of mine that I've known for like six, six, seven years. And I just think this is like the coolest fucking, most amazing, important invention ever. And I'm really fucking excited for him. Um, So yeah, love you guys. M-E-I-A-Podcast at gmail.com if you want to holla at us. Marissa Explains on Instagram and Twitter. Joyce Adams on Instagram and Twitter. Marissa Mendez on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll talk to you guys. We're Mendez and Adams with Z. And we'll talk to you all next week. Bye.